This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Latner. From the locker room to the boardroom, Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drives results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll not only be a better person, but also a better athlete, coach, leader, parent, or spouse because of it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amber Latner, and it is an absolute pleasure to be here with you in season one entitled Building Your Mental Performance Foundation. So to give us a little bit of background on on how we got to this topic of talking about human performance and optimizing results in the workplace and in the athletic space, I want to give you a little bit of background on where I come from and what has even sparked this interest in how do we understand humans better and then create systems and, and training programs and opportunities to help build the mindsets and the skill sets then to help people perform optimally on a more consistent basis. So that's really what we're working for. Um, But a little bit of background on on me. I grew up in this small town in northeastern Pennsylvania called Montrose, where our our population of cattle was greater than our population of humans. And yet at the same time, some just incredible people um, that know how to work really, really hard and, and know how to persist and persevere through adversity to achieve their goals, whether that be on the farm or in their small businesses or in life in general. And so I grew up in that world. Um, the opportunity, my, my family had McDonald's franchises. So I had a little bit of that business background that I've always been in an entrepreneurial family where where that spirit of late nights and early mornings and, and working with employees on a consistent basis was present. Um, I was also an avid soccer player. So all I did was train and go to school and watch my family do this business work and raise livestock. So You know, my mom was the extension agent in Ohio for 25 years and really believed the value that raising animals can have in teaching foundational skills of discipline and hard work and sacrifice. And so an element of them teaching my brother and sister and I about those life skills um, was raising livestock. So by eight years old, I had launched my own lamb business and I raised lambs and hogs and and showed them all over the Northeast um, and around the country at, at different livestock events. And again, just this awesome, diverse upbringing, you know, despite the the small town USA where I grew up, my experience set was incredibly diverse. And so whether that was in our restaurants, working with our hourly employees or going to corporate McDonald's events where I was able to be around some incredible minds, some incredible business leaders, or in the livestock barns, working with, with people who understand the the land, right, and and animals, and um, again the consistency that it takes to build and to build a crop or to build a livestock animal or flock um, to achieve their goals, and then the sports space, and so these are all very different um, mindsets 
but all sort of unified by this thread of hard work, discipline, confidence, sacrifice over time, dealing with adversity. And so I learned at a very young age how to navigate those different worlds based on the different people that I intersected, and yet at the same time had these recurring threads of of what it took to be successful in each of those domains. And so I took that um, those experiences and those understandings to the University of Notre Dame, where I had the opportunity to play soccer on the number one ranked women's team in the country. And we went undefeated my freshman year and then lost in the national championship against UNC. So I still have a little soft spot or, or a little uh, sore spot, I guess, if you will, against baby blue. Um, but at the same time, just this amazing experience that I had to, to work and train um, around other women that were completely dedicated to achieving two of our goals, right, which was to win a national championship and to graduate from the University of Notre Dame. And although injuries stole my career at, at an early age from Notre Dame, I've had six leg surgeries since, so I'm in the process of lots of healing and recovery uh, still to this day. But but again, being around that those types of people and being coached by the coaches that we, we were able to be influenced by was a really powerful sort of setup in learning, again, how to apply this process of success to achieving one's goals and realizing along the way, again, we went undefeated and then lost in the national championship. And so, you know, to us, although we never got to hold that trophy, um, we knew what it took to be at that level. And so... I like to tell my clients, my athletes, listen, I can't make you a national champion. I can't make you the the number one business in the country, but I I can teach you how to think like a national champion. I can teach you how to, to think and operate like the number one ranked business because those are all similar threads of human performance. And so throughout the course of, of our podcast of again, building championship mindsets, it's going to be about understanding how do we build the mindsets for success regardless of what domain we're in. So again, my background in in sport and business, I graduated from the Mendoza College of Business, which was the number one ranked business school in the country as an undergrad for me, and and really got to understand how do, again, do we understand optimizing systems, optimizing people to try to achieve our goals in the workplace. And so upon graduation, I, I went into corporate America and I worked in human resources for a global manufacturing company. Now, this experience was was incredible. Um, I got to work start in our corporate office, and then I rotated to four other of our manufacturing and, and offices around the country. And so from Charlotte, North Carolina, to the coast of Eastern Carolina, to Milwaukee, to Detroit, again, very diverse in terms of the people with whom I got to work, and yet similar threads of what it took to replicate success, again, whether that's in, in the corporate office in Charlotte, whether that's in in our automotive um, facility in Detroit or in our manufacturing plants out in Eastern Carolina or our power transformer plants in, in Wisconsin. And again, how can we help our people achieve our goals as, as a team, as an organization. And, you know, I'm, I'm in this corporate environment and we have all of these wonderful training programs and McDonald's has wonderful training programs that I was able to see as a youth through our, our family business. And yet there's still a difference between the people that can take those training systems and plans and implement them to drive success and those that struggle to do so from a leadership perspective. And then within those people that, that they lead, 
there's still individuals who tend to rise to the top or there's still individuals that we struggle to really get the most out of them and, and to drive and optimize their potential. And so that started to beg the question for me of, well, what is it then about humans that make them tick and that, that make them understand this process to success? And, and can we teach this or is this just sort of an innate thing that, you know, some people have it and some people don't? And, and I think a lot of times we hear coaches or, or business leaders say those same things. Well, they either got it or they don't. Um, but the reality of it is we can teach a lot of these elements of how to think right in sport in business, in relationships. And so, you know, through those inquiries, I started looking for a a deeper way to understand human performance. And within that search, I I found a program at the University of Denver called Sport and Performance Psychology. And so I I moved out west and did my master's degree under Drs. Mark Awiagi, Dr. Steve Portanga, Dr. Artur Poxwardowski and Dr. Jamie Shapiro and and got to learn from these incredible individuals more about human performance. And so, you know, I'm reading my classes that I'm, I'm, I get to start my master's program and it's the psychology of excellence, um, happiness and human optimization, um, theories of performance excellence. And I just started getting this adrenaline rush, you know, as an athlete, I, I think I have more adrenaline than most people in general. And, and so this really drove me that, wow, maybe we can teach this and maybe we can deconstruct what we know about Um, success, right? And these things like mental toughness and confidence and team development and leadership and all these things that we talk about, you know, how can we deconstruct them to really understand more at the individual level what we're talking about and, and how we can really equip ourselves and our people to execute optimally on a more consistent basis. And, you know, so so in Denver, some areas that I was able to to focus on, well, first and foremost, I worked in an inner city high school and had the opportunity to work with their athletic department on integrating not only sport performance and and sports psych for our athletes, but also a leadership development program through their athletic department. And I'll tell you what, you know, this was one of the most transformational life experiences that I've ever had. Um, I worked most closely with um, uh, the varsity boys basketball team. And so again, we're talking inner city Denver, and we have predominantly young black men We've got a couple um, Europeans, an African, and and then a Mexican-American. And together with the diversity of our coaching staff, so our, our head coach was a middle-aged, uh, light-skinned black man. We've got an older Mexican gentleman. We've got a young white man. And then we've got two middle-aged black men that have backgrounds um, in college football and coaching in, in the South and and me, right? So as a young white woman in this space with these young men, the diversity of our staff was powerful. And what drove our success in that place was a unifying common mission of that we were trying to win a state champion and build young men through basketball. And so everyone on our staff brought something very unique and very powerful to the table that everybody else deeply respected, admired, and and partnered with and worked together to then intersect our young men on a daily and consistent basis from the basketball standpoint. And so again, you know, God bless them. 
they they had an incredible season and and we worked incredibly hard and wound up losing in the state championship game in the final minutes you know but what but what we talked about as a team was again just understanding you know what guys we might not be holding that trophy but what did we learn about ourselves through this season and and the awesome part again as a young white woman working with these young black men which is a topic you know that's important for us in sports psychology to be having for us in the workplace to be understanding in terms of diversity and uh, racial diversity, but religious diversity, uh, gender, um, all of these different elements that we face in, in how do we understand people and take the best that everybody can bring and, and all make it better. And the awesome thing that I've found about sports psychology is the brain is sort of a unifying factor. And so despite all of these other differences that we all might have in different life experiences, we all have similar brain structures and and our brain functions in similar ways. And so that became a huge platform that we could all really connect on and unite under and work together to optimize our performance. And so, you know, from my work in, in this high school with these young men and our athletic department there to my thesis, which really looked at how do we understand the correlation between mental toughness and leadership behaviors of Division One college football players. Again, that initial inquiry for me as a master's student of looking at what is mental toughness, how do we understand it better, what is leadership, and what are the behaviors that, that replicate good leadership, and how are those things perhaps integrated and connected so that in sport we can really use use it to build great leaders. So by the time they come out of their their sport or their college experience into the workplace, that they're actually equipped with the knowledge, skills, and ability to contribute outside of just sport-specific skills. Um, And so again, between those two elements, I got a really great look at how can we start to understand sport as it relates to business? How can we start to understand the mind and human functioning as it relates to performance? And then how do we understand barriers that people run up against that are perhaps inhibiting them from being their best and flourishing in the workplace and in their home lives? And so, you know, that that really provoked more of, I, I need to know more. I need to be able to understand more about the psycho-emotional experiences that people have so that we can help teach and train those in different spaces to be their very best. And that drove me to the University of Missouri to study under Dr. Rick McGuire, where I received my PhD in applied sports psychology um, with an emphasis in positive psychology. And so again, you know, it's interesting being being a, a female in the workplace in athletics with a very high energy, you know, in general. And I come in talking about the power of positive thinking, right? And the power of positivity. And, and they they sort of, I, I think, laugh at first and think, okay, you know, here's, here's the girl all talking about positivity. Let's hold hands and sing kumbaya. But at the same time, you know, here's the thing. When our brain is in a positive state, it thinks more clearly, it thinks more creatively, and it problem solves better. So when I report those elements to our leaders and to our our coaches, now all of a sudden they start to understand, listen, positive psych and positive thinking and positive atmospheres and environments that we're creating as leaders is not about everybody being just happy all the time and there's no standards and there's, there's no discipline. No, quite on the contrary, 
creating these types of environments and these types of mindsets are all about performance excellence. And this is an area that has not been very well tapped into by those domains in sport and business to really understand, again, how we can drive performance optimization, which leads to in the workplace, increase ROI, lower turnover rates, greater mental and physical well-being of your employees, and, and better working relationships, and more engagement in their work. So all of these elements are the very things that businesses are trying to solve on a daily basis. On the flip side of that, this is about creating athletes that are intrinsically motivated, that show up and want to learn and want to get better and enjoy the process of doing it, right? It's about creating kids that are disciplined and, and know how to be accountable, not because someone standing, is standing over their shoulder yelling and, and, and demeaning them to do that, but rather because the culture that we create it comes up alongside of the very high standards of excellence that we set for our people. And now all of a sudden we can start taking the steps forward to achieve sustainable excellence. So my work at Missouri really, again, revolved around um, particularly masculinity uh, from a research standpoint in sport, um, in, in particular black masculinity in sport. I think that's a really critical component for us to understand of, of how that um, affects our young men as they're in different spaces, whether that's educational or sport or the world in general. Um, and, and looking at transition of young men into revenue generating sports at that at the SEC level where I was it was doing my work originally. And that just led to some incredible insights of the challenges that, that young men face coming in uh, from a talent standpoint, from sometimes a weather standpoint. Um, you know, you, you get kids from the south and now all of a sudden they get a, a really cold South Bend weather where I'm located right now in South Bend, Indiana, or, you know, even the chilly winters that we would get down in Missouri are, are oftentimes very different than some kids are used to experiences and then how that affects performance. And then how we as coaches and leaders can help facilitate better environments to optimize those transitions into sport. So looking at this from a corporate environment, right, we'd be looking at the onboarding process and understanding, well, what are the factors that we need to have in place to make sure that our new employees can get up to speed quickly, can, can feel connected to our mission and our team um, and, and the product that we're trying to put out and become productive for us and become a contributing member of our organization. My dissertation then was actually on transition out of the NFL, and so I had the opportunity to interview former NFL players on that transition experience and really develop a theory around the psycho-emotional aspect that, that these men traverse. And the exciting thing that we're finding now is, hey, you know what, this isn't just an NFL thing, you know? This, this model that I've created has been resonating with people retiring from business, people um, changing careers, so going from one career to another and sort of going through that season of disillusionment and, and a little bit of confusion and a little bit of isolation and feeling like, oh no, what just happened? The whole world that I once knew is now deteriorated and how am I supposed to reconstruct the whole new world where I feel like I can be a contributing positive member of, of this society, whatever that society might be, whether it's in business or athletics or even in our home lives. And so again, this model is really, it's a, it's a three model theory that helps individuals understand, you know, where am I situated in terms of my lifetime line? How do I understand the transition experience 
as an experience itself. And then finally, model three is really a guided model to help walk people through that transition in help, in terms of building their, their whole new world and clarifying the vision and purpose in their lives. So really, really incredible, fascinating work. Um, and I think that one of the final pieces to note on that work in Missouri was a model of mental toughness that I developed with my colleagues, Dr. Rick McGuire and Dr. Pat Ivey, on really understanding how do we conceptualize mental toughness and how can we communicate that um, to our to our athletes, to our uh, coaches, to our sports medicine staff, but then also how do we understand that in a business context and really looking at motivation, preparation, the ability to focus, this element of emotional stability, which all helps drive accountability, right? And accountability is just doing what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it. And and ultimately, that's what drives our performance, right? So so the whole model of mental toughness is then in, in regard to driving performance. And so we can use this model to understand different environments, again, whether that's in the sport or the business space. And so through my real, the, the educational experiences and, and the um, applied experience that I've got to have in terms of, I've worked at IMG Academy, which is an amazing training facility down in Bradenton, Florida, where they work with athletes from youth athletes to professional athletes, um, business leaders, and individuals, and, and even in the military space of, of training in a holistic manner. And so I've had the unique opportunity to spend two different summers down there with their incredible staff, learning, applying, working with um, little guys all the way to to business executives, and and then the models that, that we were enacted in Denver and then at Missouri. And throughout the course of that, have been developing my own company, the Latner Performance Group, which is which is the host of, of this show again. And and so over the last five years have really been involved in building programming around building championship mindsets. And so that is indeed the tagline of our company. So the, the Latner Performance Group, our tagline is building championship mindsets. And and it's all about that, right? And then there's layers and layers that I've been able to learn through these various experiences that I've had about optimizing human performance from the psycho-emotional perspective. And yet one of the things that I always would come back to was that in order to talk about higher level mental or or emotional concepts and how those things start to integrate is really helping people develop a solid foundation, right? And so season one is all about building your mental performance foundation. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about what season one is going to entail in, in just a brief moment. But before we do, I think it's I think it's critical for us to get some common language and some common understandings on some certain terms that, that we're going to be using throughout the podcast. So you know, first and foremost, what is a mindset, right? I mean, I say that building championship mindsets, but but what is a mindset? Well, mindset is just a patterned way of thinking about a situation or a circumstance, which often then influences our reaction or ability to engage in that situation, right? So for example, what is your mindset around adversity? What is your mindset around failure? So what we know, unfortunately, with a lot of the athletes and the kids that I work with today, and and even people in the professional space, adversity or failure to them is, is fatal. 
And and this means, oh, no, I'm not good enough, or, or maybe I'm not equipped to execute this. And oftentimes it drives a disengagement from the work that they're, they're trying to accomplish. And so a different mindset, right? So what we know about successful people in the world in general, their mindset or their patterned way of thinking about adversity or about failure is, hey, a setback is just a setup for a comeback, right? And I know that's a cliche term some of you might have heard before, but it's true. And and one of my colleagues down at IMG, Christian Smith, you know, gave me the acronym one time FAIL, F-A-I-L. Listen, that just stands for first attempt in learning, right? So a champion's mindset or patterned way of thinking is often very different than the normal quote unquote population. And, and what do we know about normal? That's merely average. And the, the, those of you that are engaged in listening to this podcast, I already know that you are not normal. You are not average. And you are seeking ways to, how do I get better? Ways to learn, to grow, to become more consistent in your excellence. And so... Our hope then with this podcast is to help you understand the the mindsets of professionals and and leaders and champions in their various domains and hopefully confirm some of the already amazing mindsets that, that you have toward various aspects of your life and your work and your family and your identity, and then also offer some alternative ways to consider and think about those, those very same elements and who you are and how you function in this world. The next thing I really want to clarify is thoughts. And I know that's a very general term, right? What are thoughts? I, I think that a lot of times people think thoughts are just these, you know, ephemeral things that float around in the air and don't really have any substance to them and therefore don't really matter. That could not be further from the truth. That is false. So if you learn anything from this uh, episode today, I want you to take from it that thoughts are very, very real things, and they very much determine how your life is going to unfold. So what we know from a, from a neuroscience standpoint is that thoughts are real things. And the more we think a certain thought, the more it actually becomes part of our brain. So thoughts become protein patterns in our brain. So if I were to take a brain scan of you today, okay, and then I gave you a particular thought to think every day for the next 30 days, let's say, and then we take a brain scan of that brain of your brain again, we're going to see some different uh, protein patterns built up in your brain. So a mindset, right, is a patterned way of thinking. A mindset then is repeated thought patterns about certain circumstances that actually change the form and function of our brain. What we also know is that those with positive mindsets, right, and who tend to think positively, or those that are more optimistic, their their protein patterns in their brain actually look like vibrant electrical activity happening. Those that are more negative or pessimistic actually show up as almost like gray holes in the brain. And Dr. Caroline Leaf talks a lot about how those very protein patterns or thought patterns that are built into the brain contribute to health or to sickness. And from her research, she states that 70 to 90% of all mental and physical illnesses stem from one's thought life and thought pattern. And so right away, Leaving today's episode, I want you to start taking every thought you have captive and making this choice. Hey, 
am I going to hold on to this thought? Is this a thought that I want to become part of my actual brain? Or is this one that I need to let go and replace with a thought that is more conducive for, for me being my very best self in these different situations and scenarios? And so, you know, how do we do that, you might ask? And I know that's a really difficult thing, particularly for some people in, in terms of really managing and controlling your thoughts. And um, one of the cool things about human beings is that we have our brain, but we also have our mind. And, and those are different things. So if you, if you want to sort of think of the analogy, so you have your brain and that's the physical aspect, but your mind sort of hovers above your brain, right? And it, and it gets to watch your brain and, and sort of watch the different thoughts that are coming in and out of, of your brain and decide, or am I going to hold on to this and allow that thought to become part of my brain? Or is the mind going to say, no, that's not conducive for performance. That's not conducive for me being my best self in this situation or in this scenario. And so you know what? I'm going to release that thought and choose not to hold on to it. And in that and in that manner, right, we can wire in the right thought patterns, the right mindsets. And conversely, that means we can wire out the wrong thought patterns. By just not thinking the wrong thoughts over and over again, they will eventually begin to deteriorate from the brain matter itself. And you can replace those with the right thoughts, right thinking, championship mindsets that are all about you being your very best day in and day out, whether you're at home, you're at work, you're at school, you're in the weight room, you're on the field, the turf, the ice, wherever it is that you're the track, the pool, wherever it is that you do your sport or, you know, perform your business. And so that is our whole mission. Again, Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast is all about giving you some new and creative ways to think about who you are and what you're doing in this world and and then equip you with some additional tools and strategies that you can use to help build that championship mindset. So again, I mentioned earlier, season one is called Building Your Mental Performance Foundation. So we, we talk about first the, the importance of understanding what a mindset is and, and how thoughts work so that we can use our mind, right, to build the right mindsets into our brain in terms of optimizing human performance. And, and that's, the first, that's the first thing we really need to grasp as we go through this season together. The next eight episodes are going to be giving you the eight building blocks of the foundational mental performance program that I've built. And so again, I would have athletes or business people come and say, okay, I want to work on confidence or I want to work on mental toughness or I want to work on leadership development. And, and we'd start off down this path working together. And sooner or later, I'd, re- I'd recognize that this is going to be a challenge for us to get to where they want without taking a step back and really laying some some foundational skills that they're going to to need equipped with to execute at the higher level. And so just like, you know, we don't start out in youth basketball with very complex schemes and plays, right? What do we start with? Dribbling, right? And even then you're looking at the ball while you're dribbling, right? It's not till later when we start to get our kids, okay, pick your head up, pick your head up. You got to learn to dribble without seeing the ball, right? Then all of a sudden, well, we can start putting it between our legs. Now all of a sudden we can start doing all these cool things while we're actually moving with the ball. And so it's a progression. And the mind is the exact same thing, right? I want you to think of your mind just like a muscle, right? You don't walk into the gym one day and walk out swole thinking that you're going to be fit for the whole year. No, it, you, you got to go consistently. And just like our business, 
business leaders out there. You know, you didn't you didn't start being the CEO. You didn't start being the VP because there were a lot of things about your industry and your business that you needed to learn to equip you to be great at that level. And so I want us to take a step back and really understand what are these foundational mental components that go into individuals being successful on a consistent basis. Again, some of you out there, you're going to know this stuff. You're going to understand it. And and, and it might not be rocket science, right? Because it's not rocket science. It's just brain science. And I want to be able to teach you some elements about your brain And then we're going to have featured guests throughout the course of season one. Um, Little teaser, I guess. So so our next episode for Building Block One, we actually have the honor of having Bruce Bowen with us, who is a three-time NBA champion, ESPN NBA analyst, um, based out of San Antonio and just an amazing human being, but an incredible athlete. And and then we're going to have with us Serge Pei, who played in the NHL for for 11 years and played professional hockey for 11 years and is now an agent. And, and so get his insight and expertise. And then actually one of my former teammates, Brittany Bach, who I played with at the University of Notre Dame and then who played professional soccer for, for several years, there are going to be guests like that joining us throughout the course of this season to share their experiences and their applications of the mental game to their success and and how that's contributed to their um, athletic success, to their business success, and even to their their families as pertinent. And so each episode, we're going to start out with some, some sports psych stuff, you know, some intro on, again, understanding how does your brain work and, and how can we start to understand that in a way to position us to be successful. And then we're going to move into the interviews with our featured guests on their application and understanding of the sports, the building block of the day. And then we're going to conclude with with a some championship mindset training, right? So just like, again, you said we can't, we can't just work out one day and, and be fit. Same goes with our minds. So I'm going to give you some tools and strategies that between episodes, you can start applying and practicing to start building that mindset. So to give you a brief overview, building block one is awareness. Uh, again, you know, I think that this tends to not necessarily be a sexy topic for, for a lot of my clients, and they don't understand why we talk about awareness first. But the reality of it is you have to be aware before you can enhance. And so oftentimes, by the time we get to building block three, they start to realize why awareness was such an important place to start. And like I said, Bruce is going to walk us through his experiences with that and really shed some some awesome insights and wisdom to thinking about awareness. Building block two, we're going to be talking about motivation and understanding different types of motivation and how we can use that to to drive our lives on a consistent basis. We're going to move into building block three, which is confidence and understanding that confidence is a choice. And regardless of what situation we're in, we we need to choose confidence and yet give some different elements to think about, well, where does confidence come and and how can I stimulate and elicit that even in moments when I might not be feeling confident necessarily? Um, Again, making that choice from a cognitive perspective. Building block four, we're going to look at intensity management and really understanding how and when we perform our best. Building block five is all about attentional control and learning to place our attention on the right things at the right time. Building block six is emotional management 
And again, being able to self-regulate and be consistent in and out of in and out of pressure, in and out of adversity, and remaining consistent in, in being able to apply your skills to perform excellently. Building block seven is going to be mental rehearsal. And then finally, we're going to conclude with building block eight, which is routines. And again, we're going to have some exciting guests along the way, share their experiences. But it's all going to be about understanding integrating and then executing the building blocks to success and helping you build your mental performance foundation so that you can go out and continue to deliver and to thrive in your environment. I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to spend with us today to really look at what is a mindset, how are thoughts important, and how do they really affect my performance in every domain. And so that championship mindset training I told you about, over the next couple days, I want you to just start to become aware of what's going on in your head. What thoughts are you having? Can you identify what, what the thoughts are that you have? Take them captive for a second and then decide, does this build the right mindset that I want to have for work, for school, for play, for family life, or not. And if not, release that and try to replace it with the right thoughts and the the right mindset toward these different situations that you're going to encounter. Again, every, every episode, I'm going to leave you with some championship mindset training to just start practicing to, to build the mindsets into your life that are going to help you optimize who you are and what you do on a consistent basis. And again, training one is all about just learning to take hold of those thoughts and decide, is this the mindset I want? And if not, what is? Thank you again for for your time and your interest and your excitement about growing yourself as as an individual, growing yourself as a leader, as an athlete, as a coach, as a parent, et cetera. Um, If you liked what you heard today, and and I would just love it and really, really appreciate it, if you could head on over to iTunes and and rate and review us on iTunes. The podcast is also going to be listed on our website, which is www.latnerperformancegroup.com. And we'd also love it if you could follow us on Twitter. So our Twitter handle is at Champ Mindsets. So that's Mindsets with an S at the end of it. And follow us. I'm definitely on Team Followback and and would love to interact with you on social media as well. You can also get in touch with us through our website. Again, www.latnerperformancegroup.com. Check us out on iTunes. And I, I look forward to really engaging in season one with you as we as we build our championship mindsets and really build our mental performance foundation throughout the course of our time together. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Latner, and from the locker room to the boardroom, I challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.